First of all, I want to give a shout out to the Hamilton Police Department. Uh, I feel like this town is super safe because of you guys. I feel safe in my home. I feel like my school, my camp. This is just an awesome town and it wouldn't be the same without you guys. You guys are always welcome at the Pillars of Hamilton. And in fact, my guest today, we already have a, a future appointment set up. He is Officer Sean Grasso, one of Hamilton's finest. And uh, we talk a little bit about what he does on the streets here, but we dive way deeper into fatherhood. This is because Sean Grasso's oldest son was diagnosed with autism. He was such an open book in this conversation. He talks about the denial, um, the acceptance, and what his family went through during a really tough time, and ultimately how it's made him the person he is today. Not only that, we talk about the comic he has written. You see, in this graphic novel, Shawnee Shoehands, Shawnee also has autism, but in the story, he develops superpowers. It's an amazing story, and all proceeds to whoever purchases it, all the proceeds go towards supporting kids who have autism. It's a wonderful book. He's a wonderful person, and this interview was eye-opening for me. So please welcome my friend, my guest, Officer Sean Grasso. We are recording, Officer Grasso. Can I call you Officer Grasso? Sean's fine, too. Oh, are we already that close? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are, sir. Dude, you're actually one of the first guys here in Hamilton that I talked to. I don't know if you remember. A long time ago. At the car place. At the, where, at the what? See, you don't even remember. At the car place. See, this was like a very big moment for me, talking to a parent of Hamilton, New Jersey, just like talking it was at the auto repair place. You were sitting waiting for something. I came over. Oh, uh, was it a uh, Crescent Tire? Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had the you had the uh, PT Cruiser. You remember right? the car I had? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't remember the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, man, when was I at a car dealership? <laughs> oh, I said yeah, dealership. Was, well, that's what I thought you meant when you said car place. Oh, those were tough times for Mr. <laughs> Sam at that time when I first came here, and it was all yeah, new. Well, I remember you guys had a lot on your plate. Yeah, this was, this was a. Uh, this was a big deal. <laughs> no Take doubt. it over this place. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, um, you are the man who protects these streets. Do my best. Um, I like it. I, you know, it's it's it was cool seeing Hamilton grow so much. Uh, you How know, long have you been an officer? I've been an officer for I think almost eighteen years now. You've been here in Hamilton. Yes. No way. So okay, you're a police officer in Hamilton. This is one thing I've always wondered. Small town. Do you ever see the people that you've arrested when you're going around town, going to a restaurant, going to a grocery store? All the time. <laughs> all the time? Not, um, not all the time. Um, I see people that I've uh, dealt with, helped, uh, sometimes arrested. Um, you know, I grew up with a lot of these people. Oh, uh, that's even you crazier. Know, I, I, know, I know their names. I knew them before I dealt with them as a police officer. They knew me before I was a police officer. I watched Live live PD the other day. Have you ever seen that show? I, I, I think I've seen um, maybe a snippet of it. When I, Something about seeing it live, like where you know it's happening at the moment. Whatever, um, whatever TV show you saw, I just noticed that... Um, I used to watch cop shows. Uh, Cops. Yeah. What you going to do, right? Yeah, exactly. It was great. But then as you, um, when you become a police officer and you're watching a situation unfold in front of you and, you know, it gets louder and louder and you have that, that need that's, that's put in you. Hey, I got to take control, calm everybody down. Um, shows like Cops tend to show the situations where they don't calm down. And I noticed as I'm watching this show, my blood pressure's going up and <laughs> it's not fun anymore. You know, oh, I'm starting to gosh. get stressed out for the guys that are in that situation. So it's hard to remove yourself from the situation. You know what I mean? But whether you're right there with other cops or you're watching cops on a TV show, you really feel what they're feeling and what they're going through. And you can tell, you know. Well, I mean, I felt when I was watching Live PD, I was like, uh, you should have seen Lisa and I. We were flipping out. I kept saying, I cannot wait to talk to Sean about this. This is so crazy. But, like, that could be you. So, like, that's got to be a whole different kind of connection to what's going on. 
Yeah, and that's like I said, it's it's probably the more uh, boring answer. That's why I stop watching them. When I when I watch uh, when I watch shows now, I just I want to relax. <laughs> you know, when I come home, yes. I want something that's going to put me at peace for the day. Well, so know? what would that be? I, I've got I've got some real sad shows I'm watching, man. I don't mean it's depressing. I mean it's sad that I watch these shows. <laughs> well, lately, um, if I can watch a five minute video on YouTube, <laughs> I'm I'm lucky. Usually, I gotta pause it and come back to well, it. What are we uh, talking here? Like cute puppies, fails? What kind uh, of videos uh, are we talking? I, I gotta tell you, I do have a, a guilty pleasure of watching fails. <laughs> you know, um, me too. Oh, it, it's. I it's was watching tough. Fails before YouTube was even out. Wow. Yeah. They had like websites. I, I can't remember the names. Like uh, there was definitely websites where you could find these fail videos. And of course the classics start coming out like Nunchuck Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the backflip. Uh, like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And he tries to finish it off. Yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> um, I remember I, you know, I didn't watch YouTube for the longest time. Um, I can't remember how many years it was out before I actually like lo- – signed on to it and, and started watching but I'm like man I have hours of skateboard fails of <laughs> of uh, what else that is, that's Just, what that's what relaxes you huh <laughs> uh, yeah well now and I'll, I'll I'll listen to some you know mild political stuff just to see what's going on where do and, you find um, mild political stuff in the year 2019. It's it's really really difficult. I know we um, weren't going to talk politics. We <laughs> we said this ahead of time. <laughs> you know, but it's it's one of those things you gotta you, you gotta find what you like because if you just try to watch what's going on, you're just going to get yourself upset. Sure. Yeah. Us um, versus them, right? And that's that's what I like about YouTube. There's a there's a lot of people that just go out there. They review the news. I try to find somebody that's like me to that that can recap everything, so I don't have that's to read fifty do? articles. Like a comedy guy, or just like a cool dude who's just like, here's the news. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I I just so, try yeah. to find the least inflammatory person, <laughs> and um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll it, it's it's easy to listen to. You know, you gotta you gotta stay up to date on things. I think with everything that's going on right now, um, I would say so. Sometimes though, I think to myself like with all the stress I hear and all the bad news out there, then I think to myself like, do I really need to know this though? Like, does this affect me, my kids, my school, my camp in any sense? Like, this has nothing to do with me. And then it, I, I'm, I get all upset. I mean, there are definitely things that you know happen around. Uh, that you should definitely know and educate your kids about. But yeah. a lot of the news is just stuff where I'm like, don't really need to know this. Just yeah. saying. So, man, you uh, recently had a, a match of tug of war. Oh, yeah. Wow. The picture in the paper says it all. Can God. you please tell me what happened? Well, uh, we do it every year. Um, cops versus firefighters. This year we were uh, we had a strong team. We, we pulled it out. I thought we were in trouble right at the beginning. My my feet slipped and I just started getting pulled. You were at the front. And, oh, I was the I was the front guy. So I, I had no idea what was going on behind me. All I felt was my feet were slipping. <laughs> I felt like I was just being it pulled was straight around. up in mud. It, it was wet grass. Okay. It was wet grass and um, That's slippery. So I dug in and and just all of a sudden the tide turned. I heard people screaming behind me and. Uh, Lo and behold, we pulled it out. No way! It was it was it was fun. The it police fun. won. Yes, I. But I will. I absolutely got to hand it to those firefighters, man. They are they are no joke. It was not easy. Yeah, yeah. Who won last year? I can't remember. Okay. Can't so it happens remember. once every year. Once every year. Yeah. By the way, that that picture that picture is superb. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Gazette and whoever took that one. Uh, so speaking of every year, man, uh, can you tell the people about this torch run that you I participated in? I'll never forget it. I don't think most people know what the torch run is. Oh, absolutely. The uh, it's the police torch run for the Special Olympics. It starts, I believe, in Atlantic City and ends in Lindenwald. We get to do our our little piece of Hamilton. Um, you know, it's fun. I I try to do it every year. Yeah. Um, on years. Did you do it the last year? Yes, I did. Nice. Uh, I uh, before Shawnee was in school, I used to take him with me, 
and and we would run it um and uh it, it's just it's a good time it's always hot it's always hot you you experience that firsthand yeah um you know, sometimes you uh, sit in a car for a couple minutes, let somebody else run it for a I little bit. I didn't do that, not no. to toot my own horn, although I was dying. <laughs> yeah. I, what it was like, I would say like five miles, right? You, you, did, you did five miles. Yeah, and, uh, I had not trained I, beforehand. I messed up. I'm like, oh, no, we're done right over this hill, remember? Mm. And we had like another half a mile to go. Yeah, I remember Officer Sean Grasso. Oh my gosh! And that hill looks so far. I'm like, I can yeah. make it. I can make it. <laughs> Just like, were we halfway done? <laughs> oh man, that was that was, I was. I felt bad. Yeah, I made a mistake that time. Rightfully so. That hurt. <laughs> I was sore for a good week after that. Yeah, I need to start running again. When I do summer camp, I can't work out at all. So. Wow, that's tough. Yeah, and now I got baby girl at home. It's a. Uh, I I don't I don't know how you do it with with summer camp. And now you're at number four? Yeah. <sighs> number four. I'm I'm at three and How just, you doing at three? Let's uh, be real. How you doing? It's well I've been changing diapers for eight years now. Steadily. <laughs> <laughs> at least one kid eight years. Mm. Most uh no, not most of the time. Probably three years I was doing two kids. Yeah. Um it's uh it, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, um, but it's I wouldn't give it up for anything. Yeah, I would have never thought that I would be the kind of person that was gonna you know get up early in the morning and enjoy uh, you know giving breakfast to three kids. You didn't and, think you were that kind of person. Nah, before I met my wife. I mean, um, what what did you see as your future back then? Stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true, people. Stand-up yes. comedian over here. Yeah, uh, that, well, I don't know if you can find it anywhere, but if you do find the second one, it's better. There's one that's really good and <laughs> oh, one that's really bad. there's multiple performances. Yes. I, I want to see the bad one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if any of them made it to the internet. When I, when I was doing this, they handed me a VHS cassette mm. of my performance on the way out the door. It was probably so, like right before. Yeah, so I, I may get lucky and never have to uh, worry about that on the internet but um if i ever find it i'll make sure you could oh that's you'll be the first to say roll yeah. <laughs> um i was actually thinking about doing stand-up comedy like trying like a set you know i, I wasn't gonna be any good but as soon as baby three came i was just like what am i th- i'm not i'm not doing anything what am i doing i got enough i, I seriously got enough well it's uh, it's um it's a lot of work and if you uh if you go there every week and you're you're trying out you know the first time it's going to be most likely horrendous from what i've seen because i went on a night where you know it was open mic night there were a lot of people that were there for their first time and (sighs) all that work and then you bomb yeah but it's it's you learn yeah (laughs) you learn learn. i don't have time man you don't have time either man no no and that was the thing you know i was i was I was trying to do it in Manhattan while I was living and working in New Jersey. And, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of long car rides and getting off on a Friday night to go. Wow. You were really going for it when you could really be seen. Um, yeah. Do you remember your set? Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't putting you on the spot or anything, but if you got jokes, uh, I couldn't, (laughs) it was, uh, it was more observational. I think is the, the term that they use. You mean like you were observing the crowd and making fun of them? No, no, just, uh, observations in life. Okay. That's, uh, that, that would probably look and sound funny coming from a 22 year old kid. Uh, Oh, 41 year old guy. Not not, so so much. Not so much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still want to see it. I want to see both the good one and the bad one. So speaking of your kids, um, yes. I saw you in one of your most like proud yet nervous dad moments that I will never forget. I don't know if you knew, but like at Naga, okay. I was going back and forth. Dude, I've never been so nervous for another person's kid competing in my life. I was nervous for you, for Philip. Could you could you explain you know, what was going on for people who don't understand what I'm talking about? Okay, uh, Naga North American Grappling Association. Yeah. Our our kids go to uh, MMA at Razor's Edge, and we had them in this tournament. It was my son's first tournament. Um, I did them when I was younger, but not 
not uh, not tournaments like these. These are these are grappling tournaments. The kids actually get out, wrestle, um, and uh, you know, I was I was apprehensive. I'm wondering, is my son ready for this? What's going to happen? You know, and um, I think what happened was when we showed up, we found out that the first place winner gets an actual samurai sword, <laughs> and. You know, I was wondering before if Philip was going to, you know, really be interested and, 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 you know, go out there and, and aggressive. And when he saw that sword, man, it, there was no, there was no stopping it. That's he, why you think he had that I, fire. He turned over and he wanted, he wanted that sword when he went out for his first match. And, um, you know, I'm trying to keep my mouth shut because I know the coaches are giving the best advice. <laughs> But I think that I yell a little louder than most people. So <laughs> what were you yelling? I was watching you. I was oh, watching Philip, and it was not. It was such a close match. I can't even remember. I would hear what the coach said, and I would just scream it as loud as I could. And uh, yeah, it was he. You know, he went out there to fight, but um, the other kid he wanted it too. And you know, I was just watching him go back and forth, man. It, it was just a proud moment because he just. He wasn't giving up. He just kept going at it, and you know he won that first match. He got, he got that taste of winning, and I was like, "Thank you." That, thank I think you. that's what you Perfect. said. I think you said, "Thank you, God." <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that I did, and and you know I was, that that was a proud moment to see it to see you know when you well, see your son go in, mm. and and do battle and win. You know it's 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 awesome. Yeah, he won. He he worked for it. He won. It was really cool for me too because I don't think Philip is the natural want to go out and fight kind of guy. Like he's not that kind of guy. He's a very nice, sweet guy. But then when it was time to compete, to see that he never gave up and he gave his all, he could turn that switch on. It was like, well, yeah. all right, Philip. Yeah, you know, I I was happy to see it, and and le- you you said it. He's. He's more of a friendly guy. He wants to be everybody's friend. He doesn't, you know, he, he never wants to hurt anybody's feelings. But, uh, you know, he he knew that it was time to compete. He knew that it was time to put everything he learned together, and, and he did it. And, man, yeah, that was a, that was a great moment. How's that samurai sword? Uh, well, he didn't get the samurai sword. Wait, he, but he won. <laughs> he did. He won the first match. But if you – they do they do that thing where, you know, they want to – they got to give everybody a match. Uh-huh. So his second match, you know, the kid was a little better, a little bigger. Oh, because Jaden only had to win his one match. Yeah, Phil, Philip had to, had to go do a second match. Oh, that's right, because I, now I remember Philip yeah. saw Jaden with his sword. Oh, poor dude, that's not fair. Well, listen, it, it was fair, and, you know, it was a great lesson for him to learn. Mm. You know, he, he had his victory, and he knows, you know, hey, I want to win all the time. And then he learned, hey, you know what? I don't like losing. I'm, I don't want that to happen again either. Yeah. So you know, it's it was. Uh, I was I was actually at the end of it. I was glad he got both experiences because I think he needed them both. And um, you think that he got a lesson from both? Oh yeah. You know, I I'm, I think you learn more from from fighting the good fight and losing than you know anything. Of course, winning's better, but you know he. He he had to he had to he had to uh, suck it up and you know get his medal. He, he wasn't happy after that. He thought because like you said, you, we didn't know we were going to have that second match. Yeah. Um. We we thought we were done. He thought he was done. And uh, I didn't they, even see the second yeah. match. I don't know. It might have no, been right then around. they came and they said we have another match for him. And I said okay, you know you you got to get in there. Everybody's got to. You know, everybody needs a match, Philip. You, you got to go have your your second match. That's all. You know, his yeah. his his weight class was a little. Uh, I guess there were more people in it. Yeah, that must have been um, it. Jaden just had the one kid. Yeah. So yeah. he had to fight that kid twice. That's what happened. Oh, that poor kid. <laughs> oh, you're, uh, Jaden had to fight the same kid twice. Yeah, ah. Jaden was pretty rough on him. I, we really had to encourage him to come back on the second one. But he was brave. He came back on the second one. I think he was happy. He did too. But uh, yeah, Jaden got that. Sword. He got a sword, man. My five-year-old at the yeah, time got a sword. And then you're like, well, wait, what do I got? What do I do with this now? I'll tell you what you do. <laughs> you tie that little rope, that little Japanese rope, together so you can't even open it, and you put it on a high shelf, a high shelf. And then, um, 
Yeah, take it down every now and then because yeah. he is very proud of it. Um, did he get a medal? Yeah, he got a medal. Cool. So um, before, I mean, or as we talk about your oldest son, uh, I just want to hold up uh, what I'm looking at, people. And if you heard me talk about this in a previous podcast, I was advertising for it. Um, Sean Grasso is not just an officer here in Hamilton. He is also an author. Um, and you have a very, very special book, my man. You want a fan, dude? It gets super hot in here. That's why I have like four fans going at the same time. So this is Shawnee Shoe Hands. Yes, it is. Um, Shawnee Shoe Hands, for those of you who don't know, is a gra- graphic novel. And I'm going to let him tell the rest because it is so much more than that. Uh, go ahead and start off of how it even came about. Uh, well... Um, this, it, it takes me back, uh, when me and my wife were together, Shawnee was our firstborn. Um, it's, uh, we didn't know that much about autism or the signs of it. And, um, I admittedly, you know, I knew a lot less about it than my wife did. Um, you know, as he got older, she's saying, you know, he's, he's missing milestones. It's uh, At what age did she start realizing this? Probably when he was 14, 15 months old. What kind of milestones was he missing that she was picking up on? He wasn't, he wasn't talking. He wasn't trying to talk to us. He wasn't... Uh, making sounds even, really? Uh, making sounds, but no eye contact. Hmm. He wasn't playing with toys. He would just be uh, fixated on his shoes. They had a string. He could hang them from the string. He could look at the tread. He could, um, I mean, this is this is all things that I know he was doing now. Before, I just thought he was being a kid. You know, he was my first kid. So when you say fixated, what are we talking about? For how long, um, how, how much per day would he devote to the shoes? All of it. All of it. Every his whole minute. day was devoted to the shoes. To, to whatever was on his mind most of the time it was the shoes at first and like i said um he would just sit down and when i look at them and when i say look at them i mean they were less than an inch away from his face when he's looking at the tread um you can see it in one of the pictures there uh they they it was just this right on the cover page i see this with his face is basically in the shoe um, yeah, I'm not sure. That might not be the one you were talking about. Because uh, I've read this a few times, and I think... There you go. Oh, boom. Yeah, this whole panel right here. Oh, you hear that? Hold on. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, he, he was my first He was my firstborn. I had no idea that, that any of this was going on. And my wife kept saying, you know, we have to, we have to do something. We have to, we have to get him checked out. And I was like, listen leave the kid alone he's not even two years old yet what are we in a rush do you think were you in denial or were you just literally thinking that no this is silly it it was it was a combination of things um you know as well as i do when um when you have a newborn you're you're waiting till they sleep through the night and um i just thought that that's what we were waiting for but he wasn't sleeping he was uh if he could sleep for 45 minutes at a time you know that was a lot and and when he was up i was up and so i'm trying to you know take care of him because i think you know this is being a normal dad you know you got to go through it you got to go through being tired you got to go to work tired this is this is how it's going to be but as time went on we, we didn't get you know, we're not getting any solid sleep. And again, I'm thinking that's normal. And, you know, you weren't at this point, like breaking down. Oh, well, it was like you said, it was a long time of of getting, you know, broken sleep. And yeah, I was, I don't know. I don't know if the term is breaking down, but Um, when you're already in that stage and then someone, you know, even your wife is coming to you to tell you, Hey, there's, there's something wrong with your child. You you don't want to hear it. You're like, Hey, I'm doing all this work here. There's nothing wrong. Um, so yeah, part of it was probably denial. Part of it was probably you know not getting the right amount of sleep, um, and just the the constant attention that you need to put towards a child like that. Because like I said, I didn't know until till I had Philip. You know, Philip would sit down and play with toys, 
Sean just wanted to get out. So you still didn't know a diagnosis before Philip was born? No, no. Um, well, yeah, before Philip was born, we didn't know when Shawnee was about 14, 15 months. Then I think we got to the 18-month mark, and that's, you know, and I'll, I'll say it, uh, and I can't say it enough. Thank God my wife knew because, um, and thank God she is the, the wonderful, forgiving person she was because she kept coming to me with this, and I kept saying, leave leave him alone it's it's not you know she's here on an island going through the same thing i am and you know she's she's completely alone with it she knows something's going on she knows our son needs help and and instead of helping um you know i'm on the other team i'm like there's you know there's nothing wrong with my son isn't it i I think that it's really hard for the father that that's what i heard i heard it's the the father is usually the one that um that fights it the most and uh i can tell you i fought it as as hard as i could because you have this child that that i mean honestly he he doesn't know how to be bad he's just this great kid he was great for me you know we we had fun and we bonded on our level which i thought was just the same as any other dad and his son at the time you know, and I said, you know, this is my son. I'm going to defend. I'm not going to let you say bad things about my son. And wow. the good thing is, at the end of it, you know, we came together and we we came to an agreement. Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with him, but he needs this extra help. You know, so the I think a, a major part of the problem with this is. There's, there's no language to describe these kids that doesn't compare them to mainstream kids. So if, if you're the father of an autistic child, you are going to hear delayed, behind, um, what are some of the other, other terms they use to describe it? It's just everything, it seems to me, is comparing these kids to mainstream kids is special needs something that you would put in a? I mean, is that what special needs? Yeah, um, none, none of the. I'm not saying that that these are these are offensive words. Okay. In general, it's just it's hard to hear mm. as as a father. You know what I mean? And oh. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, there, he's making great progress for Sean, but the bar is still, you know the next thing the next thing so he's always delayed or developing or um oh wow i'm trying to remember i used to have a laundry list of these terms they used to say that you know your son's not mainstream he's not like other kids um but like i said you know i i came to terms with it by saying you know what this this is a great kid this is an amazing kid the things that that he causes to happen around him are just incredible you know when when you're around sean you have a smile on your face you know um all his therapists they you know they came over they loved him there was so much there was so much there and you know i i was so glad that i was able to see it all and looking back you know i was i was the one on the outside because you know i i started to agree okay you know we'll get him this help we'll get him this and you know then after he has a little bit of therapy he'll be mainstream and everything will be fine and you know i just i didn't realize and it, it took it was it was really hard to sit back and and say you know hey this this is my son he's he's never going to talk to me you know, I'm never going to have a conversation with him. And yeah, it gets you, it gets you very sad, but then you realize that's, that's a selfish thing. You know, I want to have a conversation with him to make it easy for me to understand him. To him, it's all the, all the communication is there. You know, he knows I love him. He knows when he needs something, he, he comes right to me or he grabs my hand and he takes me to it. He's communicating with me on his level. And it's just, it's such an amazing thing to see every day, 
you know and um like some words were some words i would uh i don't want to change it for anything but if i could give them just a if i could give them a few words like like bathroom that would just <laughs> it, it would make his life so uh, much better bathroom. and um you know it would it would make it easier for us but. yes but man I, I learned something by what you just said that was so powerful man that that is a selfish thing that's something that you just want but if he's happy yeah he's, i know i know he's happy and i know it's 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 horrible how how do you know he's happy he doesn't talk well i can tell you i know that you can see frustration and there is there is a lot of frustration in this world um when i'm talking about his world um because everything that he learns has to be taught only instead of you know hey we're going to show you this a couple of times 10 times it might take him a hundred times it might take him a thousand times the speech thing it may never happen you know but they keep trying so the way to do it like i i saw the the people that came to my house a speech therapist is you know it's a lollipop you hold up the lollipop give him a lick he likes the lollipop and now you don't get another one until you make a sound Ooh, master techniques they're using exactly i'm like <laughs> oh man they're you know this isn't this isn't right to do to a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, yeah, you, you know, well, I, is it super simple? It's also a little messed up. So I, I got the combination of I'm in denial, and now when you see people trying to teach him stuff, it's easy to say, "Hey, wait a minute, you're that's not nice," you know. <laughs> but he's frustrated, and that from that frustration, he made a sound. Well, then now it becomes we're going to start with E. Now you can have a taste of the lollipop once you make an E sound. Is that the sound that he made? Um, when he was frustrated, you said he made a sound. Well, it could be any sound. Um, hmm. But after oh. we got to the point where he realized if he made a sound, he gets to taste the lollipop. Now we're going to go for a specific sound. And that's pretty much where it left off. So we're talking about weeks and months of therapy like this. You know, it's, it's, it, it can be really hard and frustrating. But when you have a victory... It is, it is one of the most amazing things ever. And, you know, it's a shame, like, the basic things, food and stuff like that, it, it, it is a powerful motivator. Now, uh, I will tell you... Do you have a, a victory? Oh, I was just going to ask. Uh, listen, we were working with uh, PEX, which is basically an iPad with different words. And um, we were... When I say we, the therapist, I'm just sitting there watching because... So uh, is it buttons or it's like a touchscreen? It's a touchscreen. It's like an iPad yeah. with, okay. with words on it. Now, I, I want to remember the exact sentence. Um, he would start off with, you know, the lesson started off with, he would hit a button say snack. Okay, let's get a snack. Then he would have to learn, you know, want snack. Then I want a snack. So now we're to the point where he is um, he's using this thing almost four or five days a week, supervised with a, with a, with a therapist. And they're trying to uh, teach him how to say hi. And then the rest of the sentence of, of whatever it is. Now, uh, my son, he can eat and he'll eat all day. And he does. <laughs> but we're there. The therapist comes in and it, it was it was like it was like a symphony. It, it he went I want jelly toast, jelly toast. And everybody looked. And he looked at us like, What are you doing? Get me jelly toast. And then he went, Hi, I want jelly toast, jelly toast, jelly toast. <laughs> and I, I mean after the first one, I'm trying to grab my phone to record it, and you, you, you know your hands never work when that happens. And I almost caught the whole thing, but it was just—he looked at us, he realized, "Oh wait, they still want me to say hi," and went back and redid the whole sentence. Now we haven't seen that since, and that's one of the things that that's really difficult. Um, I have the uh, mm. 
the original pop-up toys. You know, you, you, you hit the circle and a giraffe pops up. Yeah. You twist the key, a monkey pops up. Yeah, yeah. He would throw it around. You know, he would uh, turn it upside down, shake it. And, you know, one day he walks in. They're all closed. He sits it down in front of him and, like, like clockwork, pushes the button turns the key, flips the switch up, flips the switch sideways, hits the toggle, and they all pop up. And then he never did it again. It, it, it was crazy. That I did get on film because I could just, I could oh, you see. Had, oh, yeah, that's a good I, timing. I'll, yeah, I'll show, I'll show it to you. It was one, one and done. One and done. He, he picked it up. He put it in his lap. He said, these people have been bothering me to do this <laughs> all this time. I'm going to do it. And now I'm done. And Boom. he did it. Put the thing down, and that was it. That's all you get. That's yep. all you get. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was the same thing with his car. We, we bought him a little car, one of those cars that you push on. Uh, you push with your feet, and it had a horn and everything okay. like that. Never used it. Kicked it around. Uh-huh. His, his brother would use it. So one day I hear it coming down the hallway, and I'm like, ah, oh, Philip's coming. I look, I'm like, wait, Philip's right here. And Shawnee comes around the corner, driving it like a car, beeping the horn, <laughs> got off of it, never got on it again. Done. That was it. <laughs> wow. Um so let's bring it back to the book um mm-hmm. first of all let me tell you something and everyone who's listening shawnee shoe hands ready set go i read a lot of graphic novels i said in the advertisement this is a really really good story this is uh, i i went to the comic book store to tell them about it they keep it on the shelves now uh i've had friends come over and read it they reread it the art in it is beautiful the stuff you wrote down i'm like sean knows how to write this kind of stuff um, but the, more than anything, it's the storyline. I want you to, uh, if you can, give us a synopsis of the storyline. But also I'm curious, like, how much of the story is based off your own experience? Um, well, that the comic book goes off of chapter one. Um, I was at a point in my life where it was me and Shawnee at home. Um, home was the safest place to be if... if you go to the park, he's going to run away, he's going to do his thing, and, and I was just writing as much as I could. Um, so like I said, this this goes along with, with like the first chapter of what I wrote. Um, at this point in my life, uh, me and my wife, and again, I, I love her so much. She was amazing, and you know, thank God <laughs> she uh, she you know, she stuck by me and, and let me go through all this. And, and I did, after all was said and done, I, I had to say, honey, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I left you. This chapter goes along with that. Not, I left you. I left you alone with, uh, okay. I was confused. With, <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> I left you alone with, um, with dealing with, with this problem while I was just in, com- in complete I, denial. Uh, man, the person that you've been, let me just say from seeing from the outside, like the, the events that you do and the positivity you spread, I almost feel like people should send their husbands to you if they're going through the same thing you went through in the beginning. Yeah. Like you would be the man to talk to. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I, listen, I don't know if I could have convinced me back then. I was so... I was so dead set that, that, you know, you're just trying to say bad things about my son. You're trying to say he has a problem that, that, that he doesn't have. Yeah, and you kind of, you put that in this story. The, the, one of the main characters, the father, uh, you're much more handsome than this guy. Just saying. But uh, he seems, he's definitely in denial. Yeah. Um, and I, I see that there's that scene where he's arguing on the couch with his wife. Yeah, uh, the 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 um, yeah, that was that was you know if you could condense it down to three three panels in a comic, that was mm. those uh, I think that was those uh, four to six months. You know, everything was fine. We were both happy, grooving along in our marriage, our first kid, watching him crawl on the floor. Everything was great, and then that's when things started to change. You know, he he wouldn't. He wouldn't talk to us. He wouldn't play with toys, right? He's just being the same person all these months as we're kind of deteriorating because mm. we're not sleeping. You know, Ugh. when you don't sleep, you're having trouble taking care of the house, and and you know. So, okay, but <laughs> time for the twist, people. Uh, Shawnee Shoe Hands is not 
only based off of your experience, but you add that superhero aspect. Of course, Shawnee is a superhero in his own right, but will you explain how he takes off in this comic book? Okay. Um, we, uh, we, we come into John and Cora as they're going through the beginning stages of discovering their son's autistic and, you know, all the stress that goes along with that. Um, one of the, the key aspects, and it, it was another part that, that goes right along with the book, was Sean's first therapist. Um, because she didn't just help Sean. She kind of explained it to my wife that, you know, your husband's going to have a lot of trouble with this. You just got to keep, keep going until he's accepting of it. And I think even she knew that when I was in the house... I was kind of looking like, you know, I don't even know how to, like, I was looking at her like, you know, we don't need to be here, but, you know, whatever, do it. And as, uh, and, you know, she was part of the reason I really came around. So, in the book, Shawnee is working with this therapist and the therapist has a break and, and, and talks to talks to Cora over coffee about how things are going with John because she's really trying to help the whole family. As this is happening, there's a beast out in space. His name is, uh, we call him Goliath. He is bigger than anything in the universe. He is bigger than galaxies. He, all he wants is solitude. All he wants is quiet, which is weird that I say that now because I think that might have been the only thing that I wanted <laughs> back then, just some quiet. And um, the only thing that, that, that can really move through space that can be heard in space are these radio waves. He has destroyed all life in the universe with the exception of one planet that for some reason up until now has been outside of his ability to hear it. But everything in space is pretty much everything in space is almost infinite, and radio waves travel forever. So finally, the time comes, radio waves from space hit him, and he knows where they're coming from. And he sends a mist to planet Earth that is going to kill all electronics. And once that happens, our society that's dependent on electronics is going to fail. But when he sends this, this wave, he hits the Infinity Comet, and that travels just a little bit ahead of it. And as it's going, it has to pick somebody that it thinks can help civilization. And it, it picks Shawnee. Sorry, is it? I just remember going through all this. Yeah. It hits Shawnee, knocks him off the couch, brings him into her world, and says you got to listen to me here, kid. You're the only one that can do this. And at first he doesn't so hear awesome. it. And, um, you know, that's that's the beginning. She wakes him up. She gives him powers. Okay, wait, wait, because people are going to read this. Guys, you are going to read this, and I'll tell you how to get it. But the superpower, he could do what with his shoes? His shoes that he wears on his hands, because that's, that's what he always did. Uh, they have infinite laces. That's how he propels himself through the world. That's how he manages to save things. When all the lights go out and every plane in the sky at the same time starts falling to the ground. Okay, dude. No more spoilers. Okay. This story is so, so good. And not only that, your artist is phenomenal. And uh, the stuff that you write, like you know, the, the details you go into space and to the, even the helicopter parts, I don't know. Oh man, the scene where it happens. I'm opening up to. Oh, this is a, such a good book. When I when I read it, dude, we had the exact same moment twice. I hope you don't. I hope you realize this. What? I came to you once and I said, you know, I was thinking to myself, okay, I read this. I read this for my friend, but like, I couldn't wait to tell you how, how much how awesome it was. Like, I could genuinely go up to you and say, this is so beautiful and creative. Uh, it's not like I was just reading this for a friend. I was reading this for my entertainment and. You had the same thing with me over at the uh, <laughs> at the uh, carnival the other day, where we did the tug of war thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The the like I no, I told you the um, the national night out. National night out, yeah. Yeah, the 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 podcast sounds great. I I can't even 
tell you, I've I've listened to a lot of them. Really? You know, it's 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 pretty much all you have to do when you're when you're driving. You know, you, you wait. So when you're patrolling, you're listening to it. Um, when I'm patrolling, I, I sometimes I'll I'll have a podcast going in the background. Most of the time, it's music, something I can just you know yeah. take or leave. Um, you know, when I'm driving Shawnee around or something like that, you know, I, I always have something going. And um, like I said, man, this was it was really done well. It was uh, uh, I listened to Mr. Gribben and mm, man, shout out to you, Tom Gribben. I got to tell you that, uh, you know, you think that, OK, here, I'm, I'm going to listen to a politician talk. And right off the bat, you're already thinking no, it's probably not for me, but man, he he can he can tell you about Hamilton, and uh, I was interested from start to finish. It was great. Awesome. Then then uh, it's achieving what I wanted to achieve. That means a lot. Uh, and man, the things you've said on here, uh, man, I'm very excited for people to listen to it as well. Um, so tell me, how does one get Shawnee Shoe Hands? Uh, right now, it's still for sale on Amazon. Um, you can get the uh, the digital version or the comic book version, um, and uh, the proceeds are are all going to a charity. So, people, you know. the chip. Would you? What charity is it? Um, I donate it to uh, Camp Sun and Fun. It's the Art Gloucester. They uh, they they give uh, autistic people place to go in the summer i mean it's a it's a beautiful place if it wasn't for them i wouldn't know what i was going to do with my son wow in the summer so so they get an amazing story they can get it as a gift get it for themselves get it for anyone in their family and i'll tell you what i'll even throw this out there if you get shawnee shoe hands and you want me to promote anything i will sing happy birthday to your son i will promote your business if you want me to do that here on the pillars of hamilton send me a picture of you holding Shawnee shoe hands. Let me know you bought it, and I will do that for you. It's going. We're killing two birds with one stone here. We're getting an awesome book out there. That I don't. In, in a way, it spreads awareness, it entertains, and um, raises money for a great cause. It's pretty rad. Thank you. Yeah. No. Thank you, man. Thank you. You gave me a copy. Wait a minute, dude. Wasn't I the first person you gave it to? You were the first person outside of my family. To have read Shawnee Shoe Hands, what an honor! I gotta tell you, I, I was, I was scared to death because at this point I had been working on this for for years. I mean, you you, you might think that that put, putting a comic book together might be easy. Well, I read comics. <laughs> I know, I know yeah. that, and for one, basically, well, two people yeah. doing and it. If and if you've never done it before. You know, you're learning the entire process as you go. And then I'm at this final stage and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else read this. And, you know, I was pretty sure no one was going to say, hey, man, this stinks. But it, but <laughs> at, at this point, if you don't, if you don't get a great reaction, you're going to be like, oh, man, I wasted five years. I mean, this is a pretty big artistic adventure. Yeah, it's adventure. Adventure. I the um, my uh, the the artist that did this was, it it was just amazing. It's beautiful. It it, it was a, it was a, it was a scary process because you have this thing that you've been working on so hard, Mm. and now first things first, you have to pass it off to another person that you don't even know, and um, hope that they know your artistic vision. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Whether this is your, is, does this meet your standards? Because my goodness, I've uh, I've read comics for years and years. This is, I can't think of an, an independent comic book yeah, he, better than this one. Eli Johnson, he, Eli Johnson just blew me away with, uh, you know, I thought I would have a good idea of how a scene would work or where they should be or a description, and he would come back with something that was just completely, uh, you know. That would just completely blow what I said out of the water. Yeah. Um, just opening a book and, I don't know, 30 minutes. I read slow. 35 minutes. All of a sudden you stand up and you feel different. Kind of like how I felt after your monologue earlier, man. <laughs> you said some powerful stuff, dude. Well, I, I think that when you start, uh, one of the hardest things to me is to, you know, in this day and age you have 
every manner of uh, CGI and special effects. So when you see a superhero on the screen doing something, you're like, okay, yeah, they can do that. There really needs to be another element. And, you know, I think that uh, Shawnee Shoehands gives that to you in the fact that whatever he is and all the superpowers he's given all at once, he's still autistic. And so he still has that, that stumbling block. He still has to learn. He still has to deal with, you know, all, all of a sudden his understanding goes from the living room to the entire world at his fingertips. And he, he's given this, this task to save everyone. And it's just so much to deal with at once. And it really, um, to me, it, it, it gets to the heart of, of what can be really frustrating for an autistic child, for my autistic child. Just that learning oh, curve. There's so much to the story. Um, and I got to thank you because uh, Officer Sean Grasso showed up with some threads, some Shawnee Shoehand threads. What do we have here, Sean Grasso? Uh, that is, I, I did. Uh, oh, that quote is so brilliant. We we did two designs. Uh, this was one of the logo. Another another artist did this. I mean, I love that logo. It just looks like he's he's sneaking up, ready to ready so, to jump out. Yeah. So he's got some cool hair hanging down his face. Yeah. He has uh, the his glasses are the infinity symbol, right? Yes. So rad. And it says Shawnee Shoe Hands. He's on the spectrum of heroes. You know what? You, you said it exactly the way that I wrote it, or exactly the way I that's want way people I've to say it. it. That's the way I've said it in my head since I read it for the first time. And and you didn't just bring one, but you brought two Shawnee Shoe Hand shirts. And it's funny. Can you tell the people what I said to you when you walked up to my house just uh, an hour ago? Uh, I think you said nice shirt. <laughs> I said that's a pretty badass shirt, bro. I said, well, I'm You're glad like, you like it. Because <laughs> now it is mine. This is very cool, man. Remember the uh, the hair that I was said hanging down? So basically that's going around the top. I got the infinity infinity glasses on, and it's just got like, what is that? Like It's just dripping down the it's whole the, shirt. It, it's the black tears. Uh, when you have a, a superhero that can't talk, you know, you got to show what he's feeling and when when he feels that from the world when he knows the world's in trouble it hits him hard and and the black tears just come pouring down his face and that's uh that's when he knows it's time to go out and and be a hero wow in 2017 oh (laughs) that's what i told it's already happened in 2017 the tears will rain and autistic child can rock your whole world this one can save it too people Tell your friends, post it, Shawnee Shoe Hands. Uh, hey man, before you leave, you got time for the chat pack? All right, brother, the first chat pack question. <laughs> <laughs> what is white? One item that you own that you really should throw away, but probably never will. Oh, if Gina's listening to this, I wonder if there's a whole bunch going through her head. Oh, no, there's there's one thing, it popped right into my head. Oh, what is it, sir? It's uh, my, my black shoes she hates my black shoes there she calls them my wedding funeral shoes they're my <laughs> black dress shoes i don't um it goes along with the whole thing if you see me out i'm gonna be in a t-shirt jeans and sneakers that's just that is the default so i have one pair of black shoes yeah that i use for any event that calls for something other than sneakers if it's if sneakers and black shoes why, don't why does she cover, hate on your black shoes man okay i will tell you why and um, huh. in my mind, it's pretty unfair. Okay. <laughs> she has, my wife has tiny size six feet, but she's got easily, I, I don't want to put a, I, I'm, I'm going to put a number on it. It's probably going to be exaggerated. But to me, she's got easily probably 100 pairs of shoes in the closet. 100 pairs. That's And oh, she, wow. she keeps them. <laughs> perfect in perfect order they're all lined up and the only thing that 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 throws the entire thing off are my gigantic black (laughs) shoes that i never use for anything that are just sitting there 
every day bothering her. That's just a closet <laughs> problem. You can fix that. Put that somewhere else, bro. I know. I know. You're but doing you know what? I just I need my one little space. You have all of this. <laughs> this is all I need. I need to know my one pair of shoes is here in case of an emergency. You never know. You're like, oh, I forgot I had this thing to go to. Uh, Let me throw all my shoes. They got to be where you can find well, them. Well, Officer Grasso, you answered the question saying something that you should throw out. So, I mean, obviously, you know there's something there. <laughs> Yeah, Gina it, might hold this against you. It, it might, um, it might make my life easier to uh, to throw those out <laughs> and just wear sneakers hey, for the rest of my life. You know what, sir? When we have the sequel of this episode, your fans are going to want to know what you did with the sneakers. So for sure, let us know. You Absolutely. got time for one more, brother? I got time for anything. Here we go. All right. If you could open your own retail store. What type of merchandise would you sell? I'll tell you what. If if I could open my own merchandise store, okay, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what he would sell. I would sell things for autistic children. Oh. Because, mm. I'll, I'll tell you why. I have had to buy everything that I need special for my son online. I don't know what size it is. I don't know what quality it is. And most of the time, there, you know, for, for things that are designed uh, specifically for kids with autism, man, there is a price tag attached to it. Oh, if I could open up mm. a, a retail store and Is it all made by one company away, or is it this well, there's, guy? There's a guy. few companies that, that, um, that make certain things, you know, and, and, and I get it. You have to, when, you, when you're... You're talking about a stroller that's going to take a kid from, say, 50 pounds to 150 pounds. You know, that's a big, that's a big area. So, yeah, they're, they're going to charge wow. a little more for that. And, um, but it's, it's tough. I mean, me and my wife are really lucky. We both have jobs. We both work in town. And, you know, I, I, it would scare me. Um, with, with some of the stuff, I, I would wonder, you know, what we, what we would do if one of us ever lost a job. You know, because the stuff he needs, he needs right then. There's no, there's wow, no waiting, man. and it's See, expensive. There's so many things. Your wife posted something about a year ago about raising an autistic child, and talked about all the things people don't see or don't think about and it opened my eyes big time when I, I i told her afterwards i'll never forget it. And Gina, just so you know, I've never forgotten it. Uh, and watching you, man, oh, special dad, man. Not just to someone who has autism, you're special with. All your kids, um, I mean, you wrote a book about your son who has superpowers. Uh, you're doing so many special things with him. I see the pictures. Um, the love you have for him is its special, and uh, there's nothing else to it. It's, you're having a different experience than, you know, I'm ever going to have and probably ever fully understand. But you're, it's a great experience for you. I, and I'm only seeing that you're having fun and you're happy. Yeah, listen, um, as once once I got my head around it and, and figured out that I didn't have to say there was something wrong with my son to say that he needed a different kind of help, that's when, when everything kind of fell into place. You know what I mean? I, I felt like people were trying to tell me, you know, he's, he's never going to do, you know, you're never going to have a catch with him. You're never going to do this. And I'm just... I just had to realize. Well, that's that's not right. Important, like, you know cares? what I mean. <laughs> I I have this kid. I have this chance, and you know he needs me. I, I can't. There's there's not more of a father than that. You know what I mean. He needs me for everything, and you know I yeah, have to be on point. Those are just stereotypical activities yeah. that people do. Uh, those are just. There's so many things I do with my kids that probably no other parent does, and that's yeah. rare to us. And it's just the variables. Every kid is different. Every kid needs a different kind of love from their, their parent. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I I couldn't I wouldn't trade the the life I have for anything. You know, and and like I said, I don't I don't want to change my son for anything. If if I do want to talk to him one day, it's like I said, that's that's my selfish thing. He he doesn't need that. Yeah. You know, he communicates with me, and, and we get our point across to each other just fine. <laughs> so beautiful, man. Hey, uh, before we get out, is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Oh, shout-out. Um, well, I, I can 
I can always give a shout out. <laughs> Wait, can I do my own shout out real quick? Absolutely. To, of course, I love your family, uh, but I have to give a shout out to the Hamilton Police Force. Guys, keeping our streets safe, knowing that you're there. Uh, D'Amico, uh, I'm going to forget all the names, so I'm going to stop right now before yeah. <laughs> I leave out people and make them feel bad. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I, I feel super safe here. Um, and I just appreciate it. I know what you guys do out there. Man, I watched... I watched PD live. <laughs> it's working in a town like Hamilton is is a, is a special job, and it takes it takes a very uh, a very um, what's the word? It takes a very special kind of officer. You you need to yeah. do things from A to Z. You need to be able to work with people and their families. And um, like I said, you you live in the town. Uh, the the guys I work with are are great and uh the job they're doing is is phenomenal and i'm i'm really happy to be a part of it yeah very cool man very cool did you want to give your own special shout out i kind of like just stole <laughs> anybody um well listen uh i um as far as shout outs go like i said man i i can never uh, i can never thank anyone I, I can never thank my wife enough um, for for going every going through everything that we went through and and just patiently letting me uh, come around to it in my own way while she was just struggling to get everything done for this kid, it, it, you know I I you know thank you Gina that's that, that that's just it was something that that was so special to me and and you don't realize it till till after it's all done. You know, when you look back and you're like, "Oh man, I really..." Uh, oh, hindsight. I shut. <laughs> uh, you know, I I shut you out and and I didn't listen and she was she was right all along. Um. But uh, yeah, so like I said, um, but there's let me tell you something. Everybody in this town has has the ability to be and on occasion probably has been my hero. They don't realize. When, when when you've been awake, you know you haven't had more than two solid hours sleep in a week, and you're you're trying to get into Wawa with your son, who's you know who might be a handful, and they hold the door for you. You know they don't realize how much that can mean to someone. Or when I when when Shawnee's is 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 almost as big as my wife now. So if, if, <laughs> if he's not having it and I hear that, you know, someone helped her get across the parking lot into oh, Walmart. Yeah. I mean, those are the priceless things that, that we have in this community Right. that people just, I mean, they might be like, yeah, whatever. I saw somebody that needed a hand and I gave him, gave him some help. But you know, that, what that does for me, you know, knowing that we have that safety security and that, that sense of community is just incredible. Elena Lambardelli, she did a podcast with me. It was mm -hmm. fantastic. And she said, she made a quote that I wanted to be a thing here. It's the blood of the blueberry. <laughs> it's the blood of the blueberry we got here in Hamilton. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Make I'll it a shirt, you. somebody. That's that, that, that is, that is an excellent quote. Cause there's, there's definitely something different going on in this town. And, um, like I said, when when you when you have a child that needs help and everything's a little more difficult, you, you really look at the cost of everything and the benefit of everything. And living in a community like this, you you can't put a price tag on it. You know, when when you know that that there's always somebody there that's probably knows you or or knows your wife that that can give her a hand. You know, it's not a bunch of strangers that 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 look the other way. It's Hamilton still remained as much as it's growing. We've still remained to keep. We still managed to keep that uh, small town feeling. Totally, it's a special place. I've, I've I've probably worn that subject out on this podcast. Yeah. I talk about every episode. I'm going to keep talking about it. People, did you hear the mayor say I'm a Hamiltonian? What? That's All right, right, dude. So you got it. Boom. That's official. It. That's it. Ooh, I thought it was going to be like 20 years down the road. Anyways, man. Uh, so well, I actually I, I I wasn't allowed because you said that the mayor needs to do it and I was gonna say something to the effect but I did uh, I did put something in there for oh, you oh oh so there's a note here at the front of a Shawnee shoe hand so this is my copy this now. is your copy yes Ooh, I got two copies of Shawnee shoe hands okay Mr Sam your infinite positivity is indeed a superpower thank you for the friendship and support Sean Grasso. 
I didn't realize this was going to be an emotional podcast, dude. Well, like wow. I said, man, I met you and you were all positivity, even though I could see you, you know, you were going through some stuff. And I, and, and I kind of said, I wonder, I said, I wonder, is it, is this, is this the side he shows for, you know, his business or is this the side he shows the public as a copy of his one of those did, things? Did it, did it seem like and, I was just being like overly then, positive or something? No, or? no, no, no. I, I think it's great, but it's such a rarity in this world for someone to be to be genuinely positive like that. And then I've met you how many times since? We've and hung out a few times at this point. And and that's you through and through. You are a <laughs> you are a positive individual, and you uh, you instill it in the kids. And and it's just it's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Very welcome. Okay, I'm going to try to get through this now that I'm all... Oh, dude, that was nice. Guys, uh, if you love the show, uh, do a couple things. Make me so happy. Like, subscribe. And hey, we'll be on iTunes soon, so check us out for that. Uh, go. I'll put a link on um, the description of the show for Shawnee Shoehand, so all you got to do is click a couple things and you will get it. Uh, Sean, you're the man, brother. Hey, thank you. We'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely.